Meanwhile, on the blue area of the moon. Where's my sword? Oh. Hello. Hold Ding on. dong, bitch. I'm coming. Ding dong, bitch. Hey, Emma, what are you doing up here? I'm about to go down to watch the sword fights. I am so bored. Oh, the what? sword fight, no. I, could we do something else instead? Oh, look, I'm just as pissed as you are. It's just like, hi, I'm an Omega level, and you're, you you do not want me to fight? What? I am too. Honey, you're not Omega level. I, they, there's a mistake Honey, on the list. Stop it. The list has been codified in stone. I actually, if you look on the wall, I put it in... I made it in tablet form, kind of like the Ten Commandments. And there you see my name, Storm Names. Ugh. Your name is not on it, okay? It's a mistake. I am purely Omega. I've been I've been Omega since birth, darling. Ugh, the, birth. The only thing Omega is your ass. <gasps> That's so true. Do you want to go do yoga? Look, I look. I'm telling hot you. Hot yoga. Sorry. You know what? That's the hot yoga. All of it has been canceled because the pandemic. Oh, I've got the I've got the best mask. I know a private yoga studio. I just got a diamond encrusted N95 mask. Oh my god, let me see it. Here. Oh my god, that looks that looks amazing. I love it. I love it. You know what? Cuz that's the thing. I will say I am a little pissed that I was not chosen as one of the the sword ladies. You know? Oh, me too. And did you notice there's only two women? fighting on our side and um, we all oh, know that the Aurora oh three women sorry Aurora Betsy and Magic those are the ones you're gonna choose I mean Aurora fine let's give it to her but Magic you're gonna choose Magic over Jean fucking Grey she was literally born with a sword or something like that right well I the mean, sword please, is her goddamn soul that's why she's so awful on the inside what are you being so mad about who wants to f wave around a giant cutting knife you do I'd realize use... that if they lose then we lose krakoa okay and i don't want to trust krakoa to to my son cable i mean not really my son i mean it's madeline Pryor's son but i'm telling you right now did you know they wanted to bring that cunt back they were oh, like, I know. I heard. I voted. I know no. you were in the meeting. You were in the meeting. Thank you for having I my don't back. Thank you for trust having my that back. Son. I know, welcome. right? And Havoc? Oh, what? You because you want to fuck my clone? Weird. That's weird. Let me tell you something. Havoc, and I know this is fucked up. I, during the whole Mothervine thing, I tried, dear. I tried. And I was like, ew. It was like stepping barefoot in an old movie theater walking around his brain. Oh my god, it's disgusting. That's disgusting. Have you noticed his lips are very chapped lately? Something yes. went on with his mouth when he disgusting. was prior. And I don't fucking trust it. And especially now he's like looking at me. I know when he looks at me, he's eyeing me up with a Goblin Queen outfit on. I'm like, get it out of your head. Because I can read uh, I'm, I'm going to make a level telepath. I can see that's what you're thinking. He's really pissed at me. You know what? Fuck these swords, people. You know what? Fine. Let's go. You know what? I don't want to do yoga. I want to do something bad. I want to eat burgers and I want to get drunk. <gasps> yes, let's. Let's eat. I know this We can't do it in wonderful. America. Let's go to like Singapore or something. Or, or, I, I was just going to say, I know a wonderful place in Singapore that has burgers, martinis, and they do manicures while you and eat. And on the way, it's not that far from Madripoor. So let's just go and like... Let's blow up a bunch of people, not human. I, well, we can't kill humans either. 
I want to kick ass, get pedicures, and get drunk. Well, then let's go do it. The scene is dreary for me, dear. All right, let's get out of here. Fuck you, swords. Hey, everybody. Hi, everybody, and welcome to... Oh my God, we planned 149 episodes. We get to the 150th and we <laughs> fuck up the intro. <laughs> it was bound to happen sooner or later. Listen, at least we timed this fucking show so that when we start it, by the time we get to the 150th episode, we're going to be talking about the opening of a major X-Men crossover event, yeah. a.k.a. our lifeblood. Yeah, we knew this was going to happen. The, the cards read it. The tarot cards told us that we needed right. to start the podcast on that week and take those weeks off when we did. Just so those specific weeks <laughs> off so that everything would line up so that during our Seska Centennial, I think that's right, episode, we're going to be talking about something. It has no, An X-Men event has not been this big since Last year. Fucking Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> oh, I'm like last year. I mean, House of X. Oh, no. What? You think this is big? You think this is bigger? Bigger. I mean. Bigger. I feel House of X is big because it completely turned everything upside down. But yes, this is very big for a crossover. I'm talking sheer volume. Yes, yes, yes. I, um, and that's right. Guess what, people? There is no time for anything else. This is a completely X, Ten of Swords, always going to want to say X, Ten of Swords episode. That's amazing. We should be celebrating. We should be doing something special. In fact, what I was going to suggest is that we try to make it through the whole episode without calling it X of Swords, but too late. Fucked it up already. That's okay. But it's That's like, okay. How, they do that on purpose where it's like, hey, here's the X-Men where everything on the cover says X. And now we're going to have 10 of swords with an X, but you can't say X. You have to say 10. It's just to fuck with us. Hickman is just fucking with us. And Teeny, don't forget Teeny. She wrote it too. Yes. Teeny is fucking with us emotionally. Um, so there's Hickman 22 chapters. Logically. There's 22 chapters. Together they comprise a brain. Yeah. And we've we've already started Excalibur and there was, um, what was, uh, what else? Prelude issues. Prelude. Yes, prelude issues. The preludes right. were fucking complicated. Let's just say that the X-Men and Excalibur issues were, you had to read through them a couple of times to be like, what is going on? Look, it's a dense mythology. They're putting forth here yes and i'm glad they did all of that because otherwise if i just started reading this i'd be like what what is going like this was dense too x of swords creation the beginning it was very dense but thank god we had a little bit of like i feel like i need like it's just like put out a whole fucking book and let me just like catch up so i can so we can get to the fighting yeah they have repeated this mythology so many times. And I'm saying this as a positive thing. Since House of X, we've been seeing, since the Moira issue, we've been seeing this mythology unfold. So I think that they recognized that this was complex and dense. So they've been repeating it over and over and over. And us fan, X fans still don't get it. 
It's incredible. Well, that's is, this is the thing is I think when Hickman wrote out his Bible, this was part of it from the very beginning. This was this he had all of this planned out from the very beginning. Because Excalibur, Excalibur literally is just a complete that's all just a prelude to this. Yeah. And can I just say as someone who when it comes down to it, when I started reading comics, my favorite comic was Excalibur. And so Saturnine, Saturnin, how do you say it? Do you Saturnine, Nin? Saturnine, because wasn't there an alternate oh, right. version Saturnine. of her that spelt it with a nine? Yes, yes. Yeah. So Saturnine, I love that character created by Alan Moore. Alan Moore. And Chris Claremont, like giving her even more fun life and crazy things. I love that she is suddenly turned into this kind of centerpiece, which is interesting because Otherworld and the Star Citadel was always ruled by Roma and Merlin. And now it's just like all her. But we see, which we'll get to later, that they still are in the mix somewhere. Yeah, they actually, there's a data page that brings together a lot of disparate elements of the other world mythology and we will get to that we will get that because we're just going to go through this in order i mean how else can we yeah so let's do it you're right that saturnine is central to this because it opens with a quote from saturnine the emma frost of other world the the emma frost of other world although we'll talk about another character possibly stepping into the role of saturnine down the road but uh it opens with a quote all i see I own and I am unsatisfied with the state of things. Of course, she's obviously talking about Betsy because she is a self-loathing misogynist, Saturnine, right? That's my interpretation. I'm just kidding. I mean, well, that's the thing. We could say she hates Betsy because she's a woman, but also maybe she hates Betsy because the last time she was Captain Britain, she upped and got blinded. That's true. And maybe she just really had a crush on Brian. But I don't think she's just talking about yeah. Captain Britain here. Yeah. I think she's talking about also, something. All of Captain Britain core is like decimated and she kind of had to start it all over. So she's probably pissed. Well, I think she's in a place of resetting everything. That overall is what it feels like to me that Saturnine is doing. I think she is exacting some kind of change. And I think we'll find that maybe she had a hand in a lot of this Araco Amenth annihilation stuff. I think we'll if, see. I think with her, she if she didn't want um if she didn't want those four horsemen coming in to Otherworld to attack, she would have made sure it didn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, because she just showed up. Yeah, like she, she showed that she's a boss bitch at the end of this yeah, issue. Yeah, so she's kind of like she basically. I think she's doing this like let these guys fight each other, decimate each other out, and then I'll deal with the aftermath. Or or I'll, I want the aftermath. Yeah. You know, she's probably putting her chips on the X-Men, and she wants whatever outcome they'll they'll bring. I personally think she doesn't care who it is because she'll take care of whoever wins. Because that's the thing. If there, there's an ongoing thing, especially in Excalibur, there's Ooh. been many mm. covers on Excalibur and even in the in in the old X-Men thing, you always see the X-Men or Excalibur members as chess pieces and Roma and Merlin moving them around. And we've seen this uh, with Saturnine, too. Like, she just sees them all as this is their pieces, their pawns in a game, her game. 
But yeah, I'm but curious he, is what did she do to Roma and Merlin? No idea. Or or did Morgan Le Fay do something? Yeah. But they're And not, going back yeah. to the chess piece thing, we did have a cover of Excalibur, one of those prelude issues was Saturnine moving the Excalibur team members around the chessboard. Yes. But she was being moved in turn by a giant hand of apocalypse. Yes. But is Apocalypse in charge of anything? I, w- I can't wait to get to more about Apocalypse, yes. which I think I want to do later. Um, well, we'll go in order. So we open up with... Okay. Yeah. So let's open up with... These kids. The four kids. Um, so let me... So which ones are which? The horse head is... Horse he- uh, wolf head is death. Is death. The one with fire yep. is pestilence? Is war. Oh, is war. Because she says, say the word and I will give you war. Oh, right, 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 right. And so is the one with all the bandages pestilence? Yeah, because that's the one who's shooting the arrows into people that are getting, oh, getting them sick. Them all, yes. And then the Sphinx guy then is famine? Is famine. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they're just his four kids. And that's the one thing I will say is it just seems like this is okay. So in the, the history Remember how in the Excalibur X-Men where they were giving the history and it was like all of these people were sent out to battle and then they were battling for like like 70 years or something until they finally lost. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. And then they finally lost. And so the mother, uh, Apocalypse's wife, had to like go and then battle against somebody. And then she lost. Do you remember all of that? Is this in X-Men? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I should have read this issue before this episode. I know, right? But that's where I'm just like, where were these four horsemen in that whole thing? Where were they fighting? She's, yeah. I mean, like, she's their mom. Yes, but I'm just saying, where where were they during all of this? Were they out fighting or were they just chilling? Oh, I don't know. Because that's the other thing is there's the immense that try to take down, that are taking down the towers. It looks like these the four horsemen are trying to take down the towers. So it looks like is the, so they're going against um, this King. So I'm curious, was Apocalypse's uh, wife, what's her name? Genesis. Was Genesis on the side of this King that they're trying to take down that tower? I don't know. I don't know either, but whatever. The four horsemen are coming to kill the King of is it Arapo of Arapo? I mean, who? No, this is one of the regions of Otherworld. Oh, okay, so the, okay. So this is the king of Dryador, which is a region of Otherworld. As per the map, we'll see later in this oh, issue. Oh, okay, okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So they're already in Otherworld, coming after these people, and so this poor yeah, this poor guy. So he's like the king is like yeah, I'm gonna die. Um, it's over for me. You go off, get a message to Saturnine, and that per- poor person gets shot by pestilence. Yeah. While on their pterodactyl, flying over to Saturnine. So I think, back to the confusion piece, though. So we have the four horsemen of Arako, let's call them, um, trying to overrule Otherworld piece by piece. I think what I don't understand is, are they doing this on behalf of of the demon world that kidnapped them in the first place. Are they doing this on behalf of a Are they doing this on behalf of the God annihilation or are they still 
at odds. Yeah, with that's them. yeah, that's my question too. I don't know whose side they're on with all of that. Right. And the one so, thing that we've been led to believe is that they're waiting for apocalypse to save them. To save that's them. That's what the summoner them. has been t- saying. Yeah, so Ten of Swords, Chapter 1, Creation, it opens with basically the four horsemen attacking one of the pieces of Otherworld, and then they send an emissary or a messenger to go tell the center of Otherworld, Saturnine's castle. And this messenger is fucked up from that arrow. Yeah. They say he is diseased. Now, does it say which... Because he then screams, Arako has fallen. But this tower yes. is not part of Arako. Correct. Because it's in the other world. So is he saying Arako has fallen? That makes it sound like these four horsemen have taken over everything. So I think they are on the side of Annihilation. Right? Or like Annihilation and Amenth have finally beaten and taken over and beat down Arako. And so now the horsemen are like, all right, well, we're your people now. Maybe? Well, I guess we'll find out. I'm sure it will all be explained in depth. And then Saturnine is like, let me find out. I need the cards. So she opens up her tarot cards. (laughs) Give me the cards. Get me the cards. We we cut to the scene we saw in the free comic book day issue. Where in some forgotten place during some forsaken time, four beings... Um, they go to a, a, a son, a dying son, and they pull this beast out of it. And then they use magic to basically shrink the beast down into its essence. And then they bring that essence to Saturnine. I think this is just a piece of the spell that the tarot spell that Saturnine needs to perform to see what the future holds. Yes. What do you notice about these four beings? Um... Isn't one of them, I mean, are they, they're there later with Saturnine, right? Yeah, especially the fish one. Um, are they, what, what, what do you notice? I'm not, I'm, what? Gemini, Pisces, Taurus. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Very astrological. (laughs) Where's the Aries? What's your sign, Brett? I'm an Aquarius. Yeah, why are we left out? Right, why am I left out? We're like Gene and Emma, left out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We then go to a data page uh, about the Starlight Citadel. It's kind of giving the history of um, how the Captain Britons are gone and, and how Saturnine has taken up residence. It still doesn't say how... Because that's the other thing, is now that I'm thinking about it, in Remenders, when the last time I feel like we've really dealt with Otherworld was in Remenders Uncanny X-Force, when right. all of the Captain Britons were killed, in part by the monarch, Jamie Braddock, when he was kind of in Otherworld. And I don't remember, was Roma and Merlin there then? I, I think so. Yeah, uh, I don't remember. The, yeah, I don't remember. So, yeah, I'm very curious of like, because we'll find out in a later data. Is that the later data page that describes where everyone is? In all the parts of I think yeah, yes, yes. Right, we'll get to is. that later then. Yeah. I mean, there's one thing that I associate with Roma and Merlin, and that is being 
held hostage, like being captured. Yeah. Like, I just always feel like Roma and Merlin are always being captured. Yes. And is that where they are? Did Morgan Le Fay capture them at some point? Or Saturnine captured them. There you go. I don't fucking know. But also, was Saturnine you know, was working with like, Morgan? Yeah, that's the thing. We, I mean, it's all, there's so many twists and turns and backstabs. Everything is up for grabs. Backstabs. Backstabs. Listen, one thing is never up for grabs, and that is the sort of cycle of life of the Starlight Citadel as told through this Avalon children's rhyme. So on this data page, you've got a children's rhyme. And so the first thing I think when I see a children's rhyme is like, oh, well, here's a fundamental truth about the world these children live in. It's so basic and so fundamental. It's a nursery rhyme. And the rhyme is wars rage and kings die. And wait, Brad, you have to sing it like a nursery rhyme. Wars rage and kings die. The wheel turns world around. So what that means (laughs) is... Listen, that means, listen, shit happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. wars go on, kings die, the wheel, go, the wheel goes on and on. Bones break beneath the wheel, the king, he tumbles to the ground. That's bad. That's not melodic. Um, so, bones break, like, and it's awful. Like, shit happens, and it's bad. Like, as the wheel turns, like, there's suffering and there's death. It happens. The wheel the center, center never, never changes. changes. <laughs> <laughs> the lives she take. Uh, so the wheel center is referred to as a she Saturnine still well, she I just sits the citadel yeah yeah, yeah. Saturnine the citadel I mean one in the same it's where still all she the sits. nexuses it's where all the dimensions meet yeah as smooth and placid our ladies face a peaceful lake so in the middle of all this chaos and destruction that is inevitable with the passage of time in the center, unwavering, unchanging, sits Saturnine and the Citadel, calm as can be. With no so, fucks to give. The eye of the storm. No fucks to give. And I think that's what Ten of Swords is. I think this is just another turn of the wheel. Yeah. And that's why she's a, she's making all this stuff happen. She's she's allowing progress to take hold. Allowing the cycle to, to continue. All I know is when I read tarot cards, I wish I could have some demon octopus from the past um, imbibe my tarot cards when I read them. I feel like they'd work a lot better. Who's this bitch that looks like Artemis that's like handing her the deck of cards? It's one of her, you know, um, servants. Uh, What are they? The people from Excalibur. The people with the bows and arrows of light. Oh, okay. She's cool looking. Yeah. She's cool. I like her. She's like Polaris, but Mooney. So now she she starts reading, flipping the cards that she gets. And um, it's weird. As someone reading who reads tarot cards, some of them I'm just like, mm, it's not what that card Yeah, is. it's a stretch at best. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't care. No, no, none of that matters. It's she says, This is not a study in tarot. Yeah, yeah exactly. She What she says they mean, that's what they mean. So the first one is judgment. And yes, we see Apocalypse uh, and Summoner about to go down the the stony end with the little the gateway. Yeah, and she says, "Listen, have the mutants realized the price to pay for resurrection, for enabling resurrection? Yeah, for becoming essentially immortal. Like, are you? Do you realize what kind of fire you're playing with there? 
And then we see the Four of Wands. Which is the Four Horsemen. A reference to the Four Horsemen. They crave battle and the spoils of victory. They crave... They have built a hard home. And one must dwell within. So they're doing their best. And can we just for a second, let's also just appreciate. I was reading this in bed next to my boyfriend. And my boyfriend, who is a storyboard artist, he just looked over and he's like, oh, my God, the art on that is amazing. And I was like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Pepe Pepe Larraz, baby. Some of his best work. Like this issue, this depiction of the four horsemen is gorgeous. Look at Pestilence in the back. With the big, with that, those skulls. Come on. Skull clouds of death. I love it. Then we have the hanged man. Yes. Here, no men hang, but something has been suspended. Indeed. Time? They bring themselves here to the game. So this is just the coming of this team of X-Men who will see this issue. It turns out like this, a lot of these tarot cards, these premonitions were like right around the corner. Yeah. Later, they'll happen later. The Eight of Cups. Now we know her name to be Genesis. And she's reflected against the God of Amenth Annihilation, who she's, we've seen her battling. So did, but did she lose? Did she die? I don't know. Or they didn't say what happened yet. They haven't said what happened, but they're speaking about her in the present tense. Okay. Oh, who's on? And that's the thing is like, are they all on the same side now? It's so confusing. It is. And, now, and then finally. Okay. So. The Ten of Swords card. The Ten of Swords card. So this is, do we want to talk about the Ten of Swords till after we get to the part where they name them? Or do we want to talk about this now? Let's talk about them when we name them, because there's something else that's happening in these pages that is a lot more interesting, I think. And that is the second opinion on the cards that were pulled. What do you mean? By none other, by none other than the Hellion Tarot. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So you don't want to talk about who you think these are in these pictures? You want to save that? Yeah, let's save it before we get to the swords. Okay. Yeah. So Tarot. So at first... Okay, Tarot has had a very sloppy history in the 616. Because from my recollection, she was dead. And Moira said, ah, 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 to anyone with premonition powers being resurrected. And someone, uh, Anthony, he texted us about it. I was like, no, this is bullshit. But then I decided to look up her history she literally, it was like she died in Necrotia. Later on in a Spider-Man Deadpool, she's apparently alive again and doesn't have premonition powers, but still reads the tarot cards. And what? I was like, what? <laughs> but they it was never explained how she was still alive and her powers are completely different than what they used to be. She now just takes the form of different tarot cards and has those powers. And um, where she used to like flip the cards and she could have premonitions, but apparently in her powers, the premonitions aren't there, except when she just reads the tarot cards. But whether that's a mutant power, is it's not necessarily that's her mutant power. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll accept this. However, I do feel a, a mutant reading tarot cards, trying to predict the future, that would make one Moira McTaggart 
a little yeah. cagey. I'm surprised she hasn't been like her throat slit or something like that. <laughs> throat slashed. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I kind of I'm, I'm thankful for it because I kind of like Tarot's a little bit more like down to earth take yes. <laughs> in the five cards yes. that Saturnine yes. pulled. Because that's the thing is not only is she, it did Saturnine pull these cards, every, every everyone did every fortune teller around the world all at the same time pulled the same cards. That's so cool. Yeah. So her take is she's like judgment. Yeah, it's really about spiritual judgment. I mean, it's about spiritual growth. And but I mean, that's her, what I think this whole her, story is. Her cards have the same pictures. So wouldn't she be more clued in? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hate that this is a data page, but it has the pictures of right, right. cards. They're just making connections for us dummies. Um, okay, go on. What does she say for each of these? So for judgment, she says it's about, this is like, this whole thing is about spiritual growth. And I really do think that's the point of 10 of swords. I think this is going to be a very spiritual, almost religious journey and story of growth. Um, so I think they're just setting up kind of the theme with the judgment card. Um, with the four of wands, four can be a good number for this sort of thing. Four walls make a house. Uh, I like that line about four walls making a house. I think this is about a home and protecting the home and I don't know. I but like it's, that. but it could be good for them. <laughs> not, for, yeah. not for the mutants. Uh, this one I love the hanged man. She's like, well, the hangman is hanging because he's sacrificing himself. Uh, and she says, sometimes this means you have to, uh, what's the phrase? Kill your sweethearts or something. I mean, there's two, it's not sweethearts. There's two iterations of that phrase. What are they? There's kill your darlings. Right. And kill your babies. Hmm. Hmm. So do you think, do you think that that's about Apocalypse sacrificing the mutants? Sacrificing the four? The four? Is it about how or the he horsemen did or the four? Or is it about Apocalypse maybe sacrificing himself to save everybody? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, the Eight of Cups. She says, oh, a sad card in my deck. So she's got different pictures. <laughs> the cups are all overturned. Um, the person reading this is something is missing in their life. Perhaps they must walk away. Perhaps they already have. Mm -hmm. This is a wound. Yeah. It is a sad card in my deck, too. Oh. It means like it means emptiness. It means like yeah. it means because yeah. in, in the way the cups cards work, each picture, depending on how many cups you have, it's like how much water is in the cup describes the emotion of the deck. And in the eight of cups, the cups are like kind of been they've been filled and then like thrown out. So they're like you're empty and hollow inside. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Unsatisfied. And then the X of Swords. <laughs> then the X of Swords. Uh, it says basically, like this is going to be. It's darkest before the dawn. Like this is gonna, there is going to be some sort of rebirth, some sort of growth that comes out of this. But right before that, it's gonna hurt. Yeah. I'm tempted to say that Nightcrawler could potentially play a bigger role in this story than we think. Why? If if this is going to be very much about their spiritual existence. Right. Yeah. Because he's forming the new religion. He's got religion. Help me now. And then we see 
a character that I think you and I no longer hate. Thanks to this era of X-Men. Who, Rachel? Yes. <laughs> Rachel. And it's also just weird that now officially Rachel and Cable are just like called Gene and Scott mom and dad. Love it. Um, but we see Rachel, Magma. That's Magma, right? Yeah. And Magma and Rockslide. They're heading towards that gate. And then this big squiddy thing comes out. Very uh, Lovecraft looking monster. Yes, yes, with the summoner and siren. Banshee. Oh, Banshee. Sorry. Right. Oh, siren hasn't gotten there yet. This is in the past. This is this is after what it was at the untouch Onus the Untouchable Summoner and Banshee went in by yes. themselves. And so Rockslide Magma and Rachel are waiting and out they come. It's only Banshee and the Summoner with this big monster. And Summoner's like, oh, he's dying. Help, help, help. And they take Banshee to the healing gardens. And then they decide to go to the Quiet Council. And this is very interesting too. This is also the first time we see Kitty on the Quiet Council. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Um, I also love her smart new gloves. Wonder why she's wearing those. Why? Oh, right. Ah, that's so smart because she has Kill Shaw tattooed on them. Oh, my yep. God. I didn't even notice that. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. Anyway, everyone's a little pissed at Apocalypse because they're like, yeah, you've been fucking playing us. You kind of been playing your own hand on this damn island the whole time without telling any of us. So why don't you go fuck yourself? Yeah, Magneto's like, Apocalypse says like, you know, as we recently constructed an external gate. He's like, we? <laughs> there was no we. You just did it without us. And here we are reminded that it is the Twilight Sword that severed uh, the islands into Arako and Krakoa, severed them in two. Um, also, Apocalypse is like, by the way, Quiet Council, this is my grandson. Yeah. He was just attacked. He and Banshee were just attacked. Um, he's a very good boy and he will never betray us. <laughs> and then meanwhile, of course, just like every goddamn meeting, all of a sudden somebody's hand goes up in the back. Excuse me. Yes, Dougie. <laughs> Krakoa says we have to do the gate. Yeah. Krakoa needs to do the gate. And from according to them, to the summoner, it looks like as soon as they went through the gate, they just got attacked. And Onus the Untouchable mm -hmm. was captured. And uh, so they need to send in a team. Yeah. Got to go get Onus. And we got to go take it to them. The summoner is like, oh, I don't know what happened. We were just standing there. Then all of a sudden they started beating us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and then, of course, my favorite comment is from, of course, Mr. Sinister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Apocalypse is like, I'm going to go and fix it. He's like, perfect. You walk through and then we shut the door behind you. I have to say after a mundane start, this meeting is really picking up. <laughs> like, he's just. <laughs> he's just the best. <laughs> But all of them are like, we need to close this gate if big squid monsters are going to be coming through it. And uh, and so they're all like, yeah, let's just close this fucking gate. However, 
Dougie says, oh, no, 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 no. Krakoa is like, no, the gate needs to stay open because I need my I need my boo to come join me eventually. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like yeah. fucked. Krakoa is like, look, I just got to fuck a little piece of Arako. Like, I'm trying to fuck the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite line from The Quiet Council, yours is sinister. Mine is mystique with the huge telegraphing tell. And don't forget Orcus. They're still out there circling the sun waiting. In fact, I just had a meeting with them where I really am just going to betray this whole fucking <laughs> island because you won't give me my wife back. She's like, I still have my email, my Orcus email address. <laughs> So yeah, the council's like, okay, we got to keep the gate open, um, but uh, we got to reunify Krakoa and Arako, but Arako might be a little bit shady. I have a question. So how, so they say like around weekly, everyone's minds are uploaded to Cerebro. That is done by Xavier, right? Yeah, kind of like but, an autosave. But I guess it's probably too many thoughts for him to really tell if someone is doing a betrayal. Yeah, I mean, he's not like opening the file. He's just downloading the file. Yeah, but you know I, I mean? would be like, hey, if I'd be like, if I was Xavier, I think like someone like Mystique would be like, I'm going to I'm gonna look through this. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying Xavier's being a little dumb, not looking through the stuff of him like Apocalypse. Anyway, Mystique maybe, has a maybe, slippery mind. Her mind is not easily read. Well, but I mean, it's read enough that she can be resurrected. Sure. I mean, it's downloaded again. It's downloaded. It's not okay, read. Downloaded. He doesn't know he can read it. Okay, fine. Anyway, the team that were that we saw with uh, what was it, the Hanged Man or whatever? Yeah, they're here. They're here. So we got some Rock Slide, Polaris, and Havoc having a. Let's moment. talk about that in their classic costumes. Mm-hmm. Just just having a conversation. I yes. screamed. Yeah, it's great. And they're kind of like cool with each other. Yeah. And I really, really, really love, um, and this is something I want to talk about later. Um, Polaris, uh, he's like, why are you essentially like, why are you here? Oh, I take it Magneto made you come. And she quotes Magneto, the strength of the house of M must never be questioned. (laughs) I bet she does a great impression. I just love that. God, it's such a, She's such a Magneto's daughter, (laughs) you know, Yeah. you know, and she's just like, oh, yeah, he's such a yeah, of course he made me come. And Havoc's like, of course he did. Like, they just. But then he's also like, they know each other. It's family. Scott made Alex come. Yeah. By jerking him off. No, he made he's no, he because he's like, yeah, Scott can't go. Because because he's part of he's like, since this isn't like a sanctioned fight and he's the captain of the, you know, of the. What, he's the general or whatever. He yeah. can't go. So that means I got to go. And yeah, then we this got is like Richter. All the, yeah. And here's where they point out. They're like, like Angel then starts pointing out. He's like, I'm going because I don't fucking trust Apocalypse. And I want to see what the fuck right. is going on. Beast is like, I'm kind of evil. So I want to see what's yeah, going Beast on. Is a, Beast is a micromanager. So he's going. Siren is like, I want to see what the fuck happened to my goddamn father. So I'm going to fucking go. But then Richter, they're like, why is Richter all on Apocalypse's jock? Like he. Uh, yeah. That's the other thing I never really thought about. Richter killed all the Eternals. Like I never really thought about that. That's yeah. That's 
very big. That's kind of a crazy thing for him to do. Yeah. Like he flat well, out murdered well, all the Eternals for Apocalypse. They're fucking. I know they're Big fucking. dick will make you crazy. They're fucking. Good dick will make you crazy. <laughs> I can't imagine Apocalypse having a good dick. It's probably like a big chode. It's probably like, yeah, like three. It's probably like, no, but no, more like a tuna can. Like two inches long. Huge like, <laughs> <laughs> circumference. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? All right. So the, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the most. Oh, and Monet. Yeah. Why is she there? Why is oh, Monet ever there? I'm here for it. I'm here for her answer. Then why are you joining us? Honestly, it feels like a job I might want down the road. She's talking about Omniversal Majestrix. Yeah. She's talking about yeah. that position. Yeah. She has got her resume ready to go. She's like, here's my CV. By the end of Ten of Swords, I will be the new Omniversal Majestrix. Don't you worry about it. That could be, yes. that might be what they're setting up. Come on, Monet. And then we get something real big. Yeah. Data-wise. And then we get here the map of Otherworld. The map of Otherworld. Jesus Christ. And it's like not just Otherworld. It's like how Earth and Arako and Krakoa, like how they all relate to Otherworld. Yeah. It's incredible. And like it really helped make sense of Excalibur in that Avalon is just one tiny piece. Like I never really thought of Otherworld as this many regions. Yeah. And it it really helps. And so this is I think we cuz I don't want to let's talk about there's the Starlight Citadel with Saturnine. And then there's the Fair Courts and the Foul Courts. Yeah. And the Fair Courts I guess that's the thing is there's the floating kingdom of Roma. So you got Roma's place. But then on the foul courts, there's the Holy Republic of Fae, which is Merlin. So I'm just like, what? Is Where Merlin Fae? No. Or is he? Where do you he? see Merlin? I don't know. Where he's the regent. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the wrong page. Yes. Okay. And then there's... Um, the Infury. Yep. Which is Forge Master Federal Fury 005. Now, is that an Alan Moore? Is the car- Fury, That's the Fury. That's that, that robot. That's unstoppable that... robot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's crazy. That's cool. And then Hot Hive of Vesperidae. Yeah. Do you know who that is? No, but it sounds like some, some like, fake character from back yeah. in the day and then avalon has the monarch that used to be yay morgan. jamie so that was the one morgan lefay was took over was that okay so then there's dryador which is just vacant blight spoke yeah, which is that was just taken over unknown oh vacant that's the one that was conquered yeah okay blight spoke unknown sevelith which is the Countess Ublia? Ublia and Ascura. Who are they? Do you know who those I don't, are? I would have to research. I don't know offhand. Yeah, there's a Mercator I don't know. unknown. There's so many things where I'm just Mercator. Like, ding, ding, ding. What's Mercator? So uh, Absalon Mercator, that's one of the Omegas. Mr. M. He's probably the regent there. Oh. Or he's probably the land. Oh. Or something. Oh, 
but that's Absalom Mercator, and then so he can um, warp reality as can Mad Jim Mad Jaspers. Jim Jaspers, the crooked market. So, so they, let me so tell you something. Are these like are all re- reality warpers. Yeah. All of them. Uh, most of them. No, yeah, Fury is a reality warper. Remember, did you read yep, the- Monarch and, is. If you read Captain Britain, there's a whole yeah. thing where it's the Fury, Mad Jim Jaspers, and Captain Britain, and the way he beats the Fury is by having Jim Jaspers and the Fury battle each other. Yeah. Where they keep um, warping reality. Um, yeah, they all are reality warpers. Fascinating. Fascinating. But that means if they were like, oh, the monarch needs to be the leader of Avalon, the Mer- if Mr. then Mr. M needs to have been implanted there a while ago. Right. This is fascinating. Maybe that's, I think, didn't he disappear at the end of that series he was a part of? Yeah, yeah. He kind yeah, of like he probably went there. Yeah. <sighs> oh, man. So good. So now we move on to this one. I'm just like, I can't wait for that. That's I have a feeling that's the future of Excalibur is going to be those worlds. Awesome. Them going through and battling different reality warpers. Can you imagine if Excalibur one by one has to stop all the reality warpers? Can you imagine if that was the concept of the book after this? That's what I want it to be. It would be amazing. Amazing. Teeny. Meanwhile, Cable and Rachel are doing some sibling uh, psychic Sleuthing. powers and go into Banshee's brain to get the uh, what really is going on. But then we cut to um, there's a nice interaction between Angel and Apocalypse where he's just yeah. kind of like, what the fuck are you smiling at? Don't fucking look at me. Fuck you. Oh, the scene. I loved seeing these two have a conversation. But he's just like, oh, look, you're ju- that's how I made you. You're wearing my... It's kind of like you're wearing my outfit that I made you. Ooh, you liked my makeover. I When Angel is like... Warren's like, you know what your problem is <laughs> to Apocalypse? <laughs> he's like, you think that because everything you do, you think is noble or the right thing or is like the way life's supposed to work. Like you think you're above any consequence of it. And I'm here to tell you, you're not like just because you think this is destiny or whatever doesn't mean you're above the reactions to what's what you're going to do. Yeah. And Apocalypse is like, one cannot call something a sin when it's a righteous work being done. And he's like, yeah, that, 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 that right there. See, that, that's yeah, what I yeah, mean. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a teeny uh, Howard line. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we cut to Otherworld in Dryador. We see poor Unus being like... Just crucified. Crucified. Um, and, and then Apocalypse finally is like... Finally sees his kids. He's like, my baby. It's my kids. It's but, my babies. It's my kids. He cries. But he, I mean, he sheds a tear. Here, I, okay, so here's the other thing is to ask. There is there is two different types of, of plots in a Law & Order episode. There's the plots, and I don't know if you're aware of this, and I do have a point of why I'm bringing this up. Oh, I love this. Is there's two different types of scripts. And one script is a regular script, and the other script is for written when it is a celebrity playing the bad guy. Do you know why they have to have two different scripts for that? Because um, when the celebrity plays the bad guy, as soon as you see Jane Krakowski show up in an episode of Law & Order, you're like... Oh, she's going to be the bad. She's going to be the suspect. She's the one who's the killer. Because it's like, she's not just going to show up for a bit part. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? 
And so they have to write, they realized, oh, we need to write these different because the audience knows the betrayal, who the bad guy is. And I do feel that it is clear very early on that the summoner is going to betray everybody. Oh, you had me at, will you play a game with me, children? Exactly, and that's what I mean. So for anyone who's just kind of like, oh, this was so obvious, I'm like, of course it was obvious, but that's like not it was the intended point. to be. That's yeah. not the point. Um, yeah. So this whole thing of like apocalypse, and it's it's kind of a angel sets it up where he's like, you think everything you do is right. So that's because apocalypse thinks that he has no idea that maybe me sending my children to a hellscape, maybe they'll be mad at me for that. Maybe they're going to be mad. Maybe they're going to be a little mad, <laughs> and maybe they're going to tell their kid, mind. the summoner, that granddaddy is a piece of shit. <laughs> doesn't even cross his mind so he's like let me go angel was right meanwhile it cuts back to cable and rachel and they finally they realize oh the men like the summoners like manipulating how the thoughts are they go in and see what's going on and it's kind of going back and forth between apocalypse yeah great tension building for the for the betrayal of yeah. apocalypse, and war and the summoner, they just double double stab stab him in the back, stab him in the front. They're like, "Father, we love you." Just kidding, Ugh. stabby. They hate him. And, and siren. siren, her powers are are they more powerful than usual than I remember? She's pretty powerful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's where this is one where Pepe Larraz is such a great artist. The thing where you see the summoner turning oh, back. Summoner's betray face. Yeah. Face. Yes. The evil smile. Ugh. Even like it scares Rachel and Cable. Yeah. They're like, oh they're shit. Like, oh fuck. Yeah. But Banshee got away. Good. Like to Banshee's credit, he escaped. Well, kind of. Well, I mean. Summoner brought him back. Never mind. And then they start seeing Saturnine being like, What's this bitch doing? And she's like, oh, I see you looking mutant, but you're looking for the wrong thing. She's going in their brains. And where where does Saturnine come from? Like, what's her origin? I don't think her origin has ever been explained. Right. Like, we kind of know where Berlin and Roma's daughter, where they came from. Yeah, like, what is she? What is she? How did she get her powers? Like, I would be fascinated to know. I would love that. Like, this is the concept I represent. Because we still never figured out the Saturn 9, Courtney Ross, Saturn, like, all of those different doppelgangers of her. I still, there's still, that was never resolved. But anyway. Yeah. So now Cable and Rachel are like, oh fuck, let's go get mommy and daddy. <laughs> We're in trouble. Yeah. And also, but let's, let's see if mommy and daddy know this, what this image that Saturnine put in Cable's head is. Yes. And so meanwhile, uh, Saturnine is just kind of like prepping. She's, get, she's meditating, getting ready for everything. And um, and then everybody's kind of fighting. Yeah, she's looking down and all the fighting. And part of that fight is Summoner versus his old pal Rockslide. And what sword do we know? Which I'm assuming the sword he pulls is one. I of actually the sword. I think that's his power. Or, or oh yeah, because 
if you look, it's like a black sword, but he's got black tendrils around his yes, arms. Yes. And it's the same thing he did when he stabbed Apocalypse with like those two giant daggers. Yeah. So I think that's his power. But do you think that's going to be one of the swords that he that like he'll be one of the arena people? Maybe. Um, yeah, he fucking chops Rockslide in half. Now, here's the interesting thing is how do you bring Rockslide back? since he's just energy and right. when he because then it's like will you be able to age him did they pull dna does he have dna how would you resurrect him right and i'm also interested if they do have the original dna will he go back to being the old rock slide from the original x-men comic where he still had a body yeah that's very fascinating and then he could finally come out and go out with anole Yay. Uh, the cover of X Factor 4 is a mysterious figure coming out of a pod and the five looking like, whoa. Like, I so it's Rock Slide. I wonder. I wonder if it's Rock Slide. Yeah. Um, and then poor Richter is doing everything. He takes an arrow. He takes an arrow for Apocalypse. Like, he, he's digmatized. He's digmatized. Like, he's getting, he's getting some good D from Apocalypse. Yeah. He's taking a fucking arrow for him. Listen, I'll tell you what, I didn't never expected to see Warren Worthington swooping in to save Apocalypse, but here we are. Yeah. Crazy. And here's the it's other, crazy that Warren is the one flying him out of there. But here's the other thing is where they're just like, hey, we need Beast is like, we need to go. And then Havoc and Plars are like, just go without us. And because that's the weird thing where it's like, we can die. Guys, we can die. Yeah, we could die. It's okay. We're going to. It's like, fine. Because Havoc and Plars are the most powerful. So they're like, let us stay here to kind of like beat these asses. I love that Havoc and Polaris are literally in the middle of hell. And they're like, just go save yourselves. <laughs> ah, hurry. And then we cut immediately to Scott and Jean who are like, did you put half and half in your coffee or almond milk? <laughs> I know. Just like, oh, anyway. So then they go to uh, Cable kind of comes and they realize, Scott realizes where the thing that Saturnine put in their brains is. Well, how cute is it, though, that Cable, all his dialogue to Scott and Gene after coming out of the gate is hyphenated? Like, he's a little kid telling his mommy and daddy something he's very excited about. Yeah. Like, bitch, you get back from other world and he's hurt and bad. And your... Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, Scott knows what he's like. I know what that is. They're like, how do you know? He's like, because I'm Cyclops. I mean... <laughs> And now we everywhere. have, that's the other thing is like, Monet is is so Emma Frost's protege from Generation X. Because she's the one oh, who's just yes. like, oh, I see, I, I can hear the thoughts of that bitch on the tower just watching. <laughs> she's like, bitch, get down here. And she's like, I'll do what I please, child. Get off your lazy ass, you bougie bitch. And then I, I can't believe Minot like, said, like, said bougie bit. Yeah, run along. And yeah. just psychically like punches her in the face. Renee is, I mean, Renee. Monet is like, how fucking dare you? Here is my resume. I've also emailed you a copy. <laughs> that is not a nice woman. Yeah, when Monet says someone's not nice and you're in trouble. And then Havoc's like, hey, that's Starlight Citadel. Looks like a big old hunk of metal. Doesn't it, Lorna? And there she goes. Bring and Lorna's like, what? I don't get it. What? What? Oh! 
And then meanwhile, uh, Scott is like, hey, the place we're going, we can't get to by a gate. We have to teleport there. And uh, meanwhile, Sai, uh, finally Saturnine's like, let me come down. She's like, all right, all right, everybody, just stop. And she just freezes everybody. Everybody. And that's and then uh, we're just going back and forth between Jean Grey, Scott, and Cable, where they need to power up this object. We still don't know what it is. He's using the the light of Gand. Was it G- Gandalor? Galador. Galador. Uh, and uh, and here's where I love when uh, Saturnine just turns uh, death into just like a little baby, like wolf. a little baby, a little baby so wolf. Cute. It's so cute. And she's like, so since you conquered Dryador, you're now its regent. How should we settle this? And he's like, let's fight. Let's fight it out. Let's fight it out like the way we do it in other worlds. And she's like, oh, you mean 10 swords each? (laughs) And here's where it comes. She puts it in their heads. And we get the 10 well, I guess 20 swords, rather. Yeah, the bad guys get 10 and the good guys get 10. All right, everybody, buckle the fuck in because we're going to, this is going to take a little bit. This is going to be a long yeah. episode. Well, before <laughs> before we that, I just love it. that it's essentially Havoc and Polaris who are like, yeah, we'll do 10 of swords. Havoc's like, yeah, well, yeah, we'll accept the challenge. And Polaris is like, yeah, and here's 10 swords. No, I. but <laughs> it looks you. like she kind of puts it in their brains. Yeah, because, yeah, there's no way Polaris. Yeah, they didn't happen to mention that. She's like, here it is. Here's what you're going to use. Yeah. So More trickery. So if we take a look, Pestilence lists his ten swords. There's the Twilight Blade, Mercy, Vermilion, the Sword of War, Colony, the Black Bone, what is it, of Amduat? The Seducer, that's my favorite named one. Mm-hmm. Pogger Pog, I love that name too. Mm-hmm. Pogger Pog is the big lizard in the uh, in the promo ad. Oh, really? The giant lizard. Uh, yeah. Purity, Alluvium, and Muramasu. But Pogger Pog, that's the name of the sword though, is Pogger Pog? And the, and the sword bearer. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But then it says Muramasa. Yeah. Why is there 11? Why does he say 11? And then she says oh, Miramasa. You know what? I think what they're going for is that, is that these two the are actually time. saying them at the oh, same so, time. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, I was confused. Okay. So now we get to the ones we can actually talk about. Because other than the Twilight Blade, maybe Pogger Pog, you saw the person there. We really don't know what these other ones are. Right. But these other ones, we do know what most of these are. There's Miramasa, the Sword of Might, the Starlight Sword, the Grass Cutter, God Killer, Warlock, the Soul Sword, the Scarab, the Light of Galador, Skybreaker. So yeah. now we can go back to that picture where we see who has these 10 people who has the swords. Now, here's the thing right. is, did you count how many swords there are in that picture? No. There's 11 swords. <gasps> Did you notice that? Get out. Why? Because someone has two? All right, let's go. I think you'll be very pleased when I when I bring this up with you. So first of all, let's go for the people that we can see. 
Okay. In the front row. Yes. So we've got Cable with the light of Galador. Yes. So Cable. We've got, got the light of Galador. Apocalypse with I'm assuming is the, the Scarab. We got Wolverine with Miramasa. And if anyone doesn't remember, you the, remember what Miramasa is, right? It's the uh, only sword that could kill. Yes, it, uh, it pro- it's, it's wounds. Um, no healing factor can cure its wounds. Yeah. Um, we got the magic and the soul sword. Yeah. And then we have what is that? Hmm. Betsy. Is that the sword of might, or is that just her? I think it's the sword of might. I don't think it is. Interesting. I think that's just her telekinetic sword. Her TK. Because if you look in the back, we got Storm, which clearly is Skybreaker. Yeah. We got Doug Ramsey, who I think is in the middle there. Yep, with, with Warlock. Warlock. And then if you look on the side, who do you know who has Grasscutter and Godkiller? Gorgon. Holding two swords. That's both yeah. of those. Oh, so he's got grass cutter and god killer. That's what it looks like to me, right? Interesting. Which that Interesting. makes me think the Starlight Sword is Magneto and Captain Britain has the Sword of Might. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. What do you think? And then Betsy yeah. just No, I like her, that a lot. Betsy just has her TK sword. I'm sorry, I, I, like I don't that a know. Lot. What do you think? Am I crazy? Because it looks like I think that. he has two he has and I looked it up, he does Gorgon does have both the grass cutter and the god killer swords. He, and if you look at old things in X-Force, he has two swords on his back. Like he's always carrying around Yo, two swords. Love that. So I think that's what this... I So I have a feeling in the new cover of uh-huh. Excalibur, you see Brian and Betsy fighting. And I have a feeling she's like, you need to fucking give me the sword of might. And I have a feeling and he's, he's like, like no, you. I'm going to do it and I will battle it. But didn't he give it to her already? He gave it to her already. Oh, right? I guess he did. Yeah, he did. But then maybe, but then he's holding it, battling her. Maybe he's like, I want it back. I don't know. Something's weird. Maybe he's like, but I the, want the, to the be The way this adds again. up is strange to me. And I, so I'm just very curious. That is strange. As to what this is. But I'm fascinated by it. Plus, where does Storm get this Skybreaker? The sword, also the the... The Starlight Sword, that's clearly the Starlight Citadel. Yeah. And is that, per- so is that Captain Britain in the back? I'm, it's very, I'm very, there's still a, some, I, we could be wrong on some of these, but I have a feeling I'm right. I like it. I do too. Uh, so that means these are going to be, so there's going to be 10 epic battles. So I'm wondering, it looks like, I'm curious of like, how is the episode's, like, how are these battles going to be split yeah. up into the comics? It's interesting. I, well, she says, in three days, we will gather your champions here. So I'd imagine the first act of this. And so if this is a 22-issue uh, crossover... The first uh, act is getting the swords. 22 car- tarot cards in the Major Arcana, by the way. Um, yes, it, act one, the gathering of the champions. The gathering of the swords. Yeah, right? so that and then it Act goes to two, X of Swords Stasis One. So that's probably yeah. when the battle begins. Yeah. Or I don't yeah, I wonder if it's like Act One is gather the champions, Act Two is train the champions, you know, have them go through their journeys so that they're ready. And then Act Three is the actual battle. Oh, see, I think it's more Act Two is the battles, and then Act Three is the fallout. Is the fallout? Yeah. yeah. 
And then there's an eleventh sword. This one, a twelfth, a twelfth. Like at this point, so okay. The last thing we see is the light of Galandor, whatever the fuck you say it, lights up this thing, turns it on. What does it turn on? The sword spaceship. The peak. Yeah. The peak. S period yep. W period O period R period D period. Run formerly run by Agent Brand, but she quit. So now it's the X Men are taking. Like I love the that they're just like it's just abandoned. They're like, well, I don't want to do sword anymore. So that multi gazillion dollar thing we built, like fuck it. <laughs> but then the part that just annoys me is like everyone has a sword. I guess we need to use the sword. Like it's oh, I love it's, it. It's just but they're setting up the they're setting up the Abigail, Abigail Brand book. Yes, yeah, so Abigail Brand is going to have her own mutant book because it looked like they said they showed a cover of it, right, with different people on the cover. Yeah, like who's going to be um, on I her rec- team? Who, was, who were the people on the team on that? There, there's a lot of back and forth, but I think we've landed on, um, and I don't have it in front of me, but um, Magneto is there. Uh, Manifold, who I swear to God, never, I never really appreciated that Manifold is a mutant. Manifold from the Secret Warriors, uh, their teleporter. I always framed him in my mind as an inhuman because he was referenced on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. during their Secret Warriors arc. Oh. And so they're all inhumans on that show. So I always thought he was an inhuman, but no, he's a mutant. And he was trained under Gateway. I've totally forgot about that too. Oh, how? Gateway yeah. doesn't talk. <laughs> um, there are two characters. I forget who the others are, but there's two characters who people were going back and forth on. One is a guy with kind of a cape yeah, I couldn't on, tell like that a was. suit. He had, like blonde hair. That's Fabian Cortez. Oh, no. Who yeah. would want him on a and, team? And Hi, I well, I think <laughs> I think this team is pretty acolyte heavy because I think that the other woman is Frenzy. Oh, uh, well, Frenzy is like kind of turned good. She's kind of cool, but, but, but um, Fabian yeah. Cortez, hell. That's no. what I've heard. S- somebody told me that they've conf- they they saw it confirmed that it's Fabian oh, and Cortez. I believe People that, were saying, but I just say me yeah. as a person. If I saw he was on my team, yeah, yeah. But I mean, in this age. <sighs> You know, I don't know. I'd, tr- I'd trust Mr. Sinister over Fabian Cortez. Yeah. Um. So we end up with, so now it's like the, but that's the thing is if mutants take over sword, that's going to be, that's kind of like, oh, we actually are the connection to the rest of the, of the galaxy. Well, I mean, think about in the, in like House of X, how much of it was about mutants in space and in the far uh-huh. future you know there was this vector of space had mutants like but that's the this thing is, is all part yeah because that's the other thing is like hey when we want to talk to the representation of earth now mutants are like oh that's us you can talk to us fucking love it so now here we are and so there's going to be the thing that i'm mostly looking forward to is seeing these battles and i'm curious of like is this going to be a thing where it's like tennis, where you where it's like, then the winners battle each other until there's only one? Oh, left? I was thinking it's not a tourney; it's like for points. Like I was thinking, okay, Wolverine won. It is now four points for the X Men and three points for the Iraqo people. I kind of want. I'd rather have it like 
oh, Wolverine won this one and the the person who wins everything won this one and now they're going to face off in the semifinals. Yeah, I think it's just whichever side. But yeah, 10 does 10. Wins. That means it would have to be like 8. Not 10. What if it's tied? How can that be? But also, do they have to fight to the death, I assume? Listen, do you think it's going to be tied and then that's when Betsy has to come in with her TK sword and she has to fight like the fucking God Annihilation or some shit? I don't know. That's what I'm calling. I'm calling it. I will say that's the thing you have to realize is that the main defender of the Starlight Citadel is Captain Britain. Is Betsy. So she's going to play a huge fucking part in this. Yeah. Okay, let's do this. Let's do predictions for Ten of Swords. What do you what do you see? What do you see happening? I have a feeling Cypher is actually going to get really far in this. And I think he's going to level up and hit and be and be very powerful. Yeah, I, I see Cypher. Somehow, I wonder if we're going to get a, a stronger connection between Cypher and the Phalanx or the Technarchy or the World Mind or Dominions, like all that space stuff. Yeah. I also wonder if we're going to start to see them colonize Mars. That'd be interesting. And then that's what leads to the breeding pits, right? Like the chimeras. Who do you think will win and lose? Um, I think Wolverine will lose. I think Captain Britain will lose. Yeah. I think Magneto will win. Gorgon could go either way. I think Cypher will win. I think Magic will lose. Apocalypse will lose. Cable will lose. Storm will win. Betsy will win. That's my predictions. Oof. All right. I got to go. I got to go back. Oh, I thought you were like, I got to end this. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I can't. I got to look at that picture again and say who I think are going to win. Because I'm doing five. Five are going to win. Five are going to lose. Um, where are you? Here are page 20. Okay. Um, I think that the winners will be Ileana, Douglas, Gorgon, Storm, and Magneto. So that means the losers are going to be Captain Britain, Cable, Apocalypse, Wolverine. Wait, how many people are... Trap Betsy. There's only five people on this thing. What do you mean there's... I mean, there's only there's only 10 people on this thing. There aren't 11 people on this thing. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's so Damn, confusing. so there goes my Betsy theory. Yeah, that's, so, that's what's so confusing about it. Damn it. Also, we need to go back and look at... Uh, where was the one where everyone was battling each other? Was that oh, cable? I know. Where was is that? that? The first cable? I forget. I... I would like to see who had, because I know Magic was fighting, Cable was fighting. I'd like to see who, like how people were faring in those fights. But this is, but I do like the idea. This is what I think is going to happen. Five on each side are going to win and it's going to be a tie. And then they need to choose. We're definitely getting Then they need to choose one winner, one of the winners to each, on each side to do a final battle, a tiebreaker. Um, okay, I predict that. So I think we're definitely aligned that there's going to be a tiebreaker fight. Yeah. And I think it's going to be Xavier with the Cerebro Sword. That's right. The Cerebro Sword wasn't mentioned. Right. And of course, the fucking Cerebro Sword 
Well, they wouldn't have turned Cerebro into a fucking sword if it wasn't and it's, anything to do with it. And it's going to be like, the power of all the United Mutants of Krakoa together. Is, it's going to be like the end of fucking uh, Star Wars. The power of the database. When Ray is like, I have in all this sword. of the force with me. Listen, I'm telling you that's what's going to happen. I think that sounds right. Ah! But I feel like someone's going to die. I feel like it has to be Apocalypse is going to sacrifice himself. Brian Braddock. Brian Braddock will permanently die? Permanently die. Well, he can't be resurrected. He's not a mutant. And that's why it hurts so bad. Well, I'm excited. This is this is full of intrigue, twists, turns. It's dense for us to like just dig into and talk about. I'm excited. Yeah, there's so much to unpack. I how long has this episode been? Have we been talking about this one comic book issue for like three hours? It's been an hour and fifteen minutes around. It's incredible. Yeah. One issue. This is gonna be some good shit. I know. Fuck. Oh, one thing I wanted to talk about that I think is really at the heart of what makes this good is what the thing that's at the heart of this that makes every Dawn of X thing good, the relationships. Thank you. There are so many family moments. You've got Siren showing up because of what happened to Banshee. You've got Cable and Rachel on adventures as very much as a brother and sister, then going to their parents for help. You've got Angel and Apocalypse. You've got Apocalypse and the original children. You have Richter and Apocalypse. Richter and Apocalypse. I mean, there's just a lot of deep emotional connections with these people. Yes, yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's very good. Very. The only thing I complain about is where we need more Emma Frost. I know this seems like it's going to be a very Emma Frost light. But it's all right. They'll, she'll be in the. Mar- Her and Kitty will be in the Marauders. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, but and which Marauders likely showcasing storm hopefully true well storm i have a feeling because everyone says oh storm's gonna have a big thing i think she's gonna make a really great showing whatever the skybreaker thing yeah. is i think her powers are at the top of their game and she's gonna be like oh there's a reason i'm a fucking omega level mutant i'm gonna fucking annihilate yeah. you because i also have and a I feeling think... do you know who i think she's gonna go up against the bitch that can't lose oh yeah, the unbeat iska the unbeatable versus storm and storm wins Yes, because I bet you if she loses, then she immediately dies. Like Maybe. her existence, like she ceases to exist. Yeah. I think Storm is going to get Skybreaker from her old friend T'Challa. There is a cover of Marauders oh, that features Storm, a vibranium, Shuri. A vibranium sword. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Well, this is going to be great. I can't wait. I'm so thankful that we're going to go on this journey together, Evil Jeff. I know. It's going to be fun. And I think we're going to come out the other end loving Rachel Summers. I mean, let's not, let's not go nuts. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Temper your expectations. I know just last year, I was still wanting her to die of toxic shock syndrome. <laughs> Maybe that'll happen in this. Yeah, you never know. You never know. All right. Well, uh, if you want to give us your Ten of Swords predictions, please do that at us on Twitter at Comic Book Queers and let us know what you think will happen in Ten of Swords. And uh, Or don't. I don't give a shit. Yeah, don't. Don't. Because guess what? We're gay and we can do what we want. And you're gay too. You know why? Because if you read comics, well, then that makes you... 
Queer. Queer. Bye. The king's wheel comes into my <laughs> The world turns and bones crumble. Bye. Bye. Bye.